the Chinese year of the Eastern Bulof. It's that time of the week again, so let's talk Istan Bullocks with me, Jormak Girko, and him... Ray Mack. Nippy. Nippy out there in the ball, Jimmy. Yeah, it certainly is. It's freezing, actually. I'm in my long johns at the minute with Aaron's <laughs> sweater on. <laughs> Where it's out of my mouth. I was just going to say, are you sporting your long johns? Ab- absolutely, I am. Yeah. Good lad, good lad. you got to keep the old John Thomas nice and warm. Got to keep him warm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in our local juicer Thursday evening, everybody. James Joyce, Irish pub in Taxim, Istanbul. Latest gigglesome episode. Now, also, Shakers, please remember, you can also find some of our old Black Milkshake episodes on Grow Radio UK. And you can catch some of the best sketches, I'm serious, the best sketches from last year on our Talking Istanbul. You, I was going to say YouTube, <laughs> YouTube page. Okay. All right. This week's show is both as excellent as it is eccentric. Yes, you guessed it. We're breakfasting again with the royals as Charles tries to get Harry tested for hereditary diseases. And in Kiss and Tell, we debate the ethics of Facebook stalking. What could be worse than a date who confesses to liking your bikini pics from Corfu 2015 on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Now... I'm looking forward to that, so don't give me too many spoilers, Jimster, please. (laughs) Now, maybe later on, Shakers, we've got a true or false post of the week, and our resident poet, Morgan Friedman, is back, and he looks at how dependent we are all on the internet and tries to get back in touch with his old self when his modem breaks down. You know, when I first got my first professional acting gig... There was one person on our street who had a telephone. My, how the world has changed. I remember thinking I was so incredibly special when I was given a ride in Bill Cosby's limo back in 84, and he had a car phone. But little by little, technology advanced and continued to get smaller, but started to play a bigger role in our lives. And I was convinced that I had not become addicted to cell phones, the internet, and social media until my internet modem went out last week. I couldn't get in touch with Yorma and Ray or listen to the show, so I sat down and wrote a poem about what slaves we are to technology and how helpless we are when it fails. So here is Out of My Bubble by Morgan Friedman. The internet's borked, it's off, it's out. It's messed up my week without any doubt. Our cyber dependence has become quite shocking. I don't want to pay Sky to watch the boxing. I have bills to pay, no online banking. Christmas gift givers that need thanking. Email, Facebook, whatever they now call Twitter. It's all made life so many times quicker. These days I'm in my PJs for days on end. I use Skype now if I talk to a friend. Buying my groceries, it's online shopping. The selection of donuts is truly whopping. But the internet's borked. It's off, it's out. Fuck, shit, and worse words I shout. There are times I just want to play blackjack, so I search for a tie in my gray backpack. I'm all svelte, 
spruced up, ready to go. I'm going to get free sandwiches at the casino. My coat's turned in, and I pay for my tokens. The busty croupier winks. No words are spoken. I think I'll gamble my pension on number five. After months at home, I finally feel alive. There's all sorts here. Surgeons, stockbrokers. The croupier smiles. She wants me to poke her. When I stay at home, I mostly stay out of trouble. But out on the street, when I'm out of my bubble, I drink like a fish, and I lose all my money. Then end up in bed with that croupier honey. <laughs> Jimmy, I think that's based on fact from yourself, is it? What do you mean uh, from myself? Um, I mean, happened. I... I did have you, you were you were you were without the old router, the old gateway. There was a bit of a breakdown, wasn't there? Yeah, I did have a, an experience like that. So when Morgan sent in a collection of poems, I definitely empathised with that one. Although I have to say, um, I don't really go to casinos, even if there are bust, busty uh, croupiers and free sandwiches. Bet you don't. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's true though, isn't it? It, it? it is amazing how we lived our lives so easily before the internet, and then. You know, it goes off, and then suddenly it's a crisis, isn't it? We depend on it a lot, Jimmy. Seriously, now, you wouldn't yeah, believe it if I told you. I was on Wikipedia earlier. Would you believe me? <laughs> People yeah. spend, Jimmy, an average of six hours and 42 minutes online every beckoning day, pal. Do they? Yeah, and an average person checks their phone 150 times a day. Shocking, isn't it? So if that's an average person, you must check yours at least 300 then. She bites me probably three times that. Yeah, easy. Easy. Mm. The fear um, of being without your phone, Jimmy, or internet connection is called... Uh, nomophobia. It's called what? Nomophobia. Why is it called that? I haven't got a clue. It's a nice fancy name for it, isn't no it? Nomophobia. So you're not scared anymore. Not homophobia, <laughs> normophobia. Okay. <laughs> Some questions actually came up, Jimmy, on the digital addiction thing. What's the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night? I mean, you've got to think about it seriously. And would you make it one hour without checking your phone? What about one day? Good questions, actually. How many hours did you say that the average person spends on the internet? Six hours and 42 minutes, exactly. <laughs> I would say that I spend a lot more than that. I mean, yeah. you're right. You know, I, I go to bed. Um, I listen to podcasts or audiobooks to get me to sleep. That's, that's the internet. Yeah, but it's still uh, the internet. Educational. Yeah, it's still well, the it internet. It might be, but it's still internet, yeah. isn't it? And then, you but, know, I wake up in the morning, check my phone. Uh, we use the phone as alarms. Um, mm. All right, that's not the internet. But then, not, but I was up at six o'clock yeah. this morning, and I was using the internet for work, and I was using the internet for work, and then I would say I pretty much used it non-stop till about five, mm. and I did some shopping, watched some TV, but the TV's through the internet. We're all utterly dependent. Dependent, but think back, uh, Jimmy, uh, during COVID nineteen uh, mm -hmm. pandemic. No, seriously, the time spent on our devices doubled. Reckon that caused a shitload of behavioural damage to me. It's actually like a domino effect, causing material and, actually, moral damage. Agree? Yeah. How? How? Just like that, Jimmy. 
So you read that off something then, didn't you? Thought oh, you were going to tell did, me. I fuck, I'm going to sitting right beside you, drinking my uh, my brandy and my. Yeah, I know, uh, but I don't know what's on your your uh, roofies and Baileys. Oh, I'm uh, I'm actually not on roofies today. I'm just on Baileys and brandy. Oh, just um, just the Baileys, just the Baileys. We're well, getting so, back to the dependency uh, thing. I mean, seriously, I think that was taken to a brand new level. Oh, uh, I think it was, but I want to know about the moral depravity that came from it. I relationships, married couples living in the same household and stuff. Living the lives through the internet, you mean? Yeah, but I mean, they were still hiding away, weren't they? Even though they were still under the same roof. Uh, Not roofers. (laughs) Under the under the same roofies, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of that. I mean, I I remember. when I lived in Malaysia, you know, my wife and I used to go out. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but we used to look at these uh, these beautiful young Chinese couples who were always ordering bottles of champagne and bottles mm. of Singleton's whiskey in a country that where alcohol's twice the price of, of what it would be in, um, say, Western Europe. And they'd be buying, spending all this money. They'd be in all these fancy dresses, manicured fingers. And I'm talking about the men as well. Um, you know, fancy coiffured hair and everything looking beautiful for the photographs. And they'd be sitting there in this beer garden or in this bar and they wouldn't be talking to each other. They'd both be on the phones under the table. So every time me and my wife happened to be in a place where we both on our phone at the same time next to each other my wife slightly racistly calls it going on a chinese date <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean even when you're out with the lads even probably off for scoops and you you catch yourself uh like you know your mind is zoning in on you know to click or to scroll or to touch the telephone. you ray you are more than anybody else here because you don't catch half of what people say in a conversation because you're scrolling i do with me bollocks yes you do that anyone who knows anyone who's met ray before will know about this i I remember hearing that somebody went for breakfast with you in uh balanar last year and you were just running around uh scrolling things indeed Yes, Jeff told me that you were running around scrolling and taking selfies. I wasn't scrolling, I was taking photographs. The difference between scrolling, pal, (laughs) and taking photographs when I'm on holidays. Which one were you doing? Which one were you doing while you were breakfasting? I was rare, pal. I was taking photographs, (laughs) catching up, taking in the moment. No, anyway, let's get on with the show, you bollocks. (laughs) <laughs> right okay just just before we do that actually um got a got a message i'm not going to give the last name but uh did get a message on talking istanbulics this week from mark in uh, california who um said uh, ray possibly gave a bit too much information about his toilet habits but i was actually glad to learn that i'm not the only person who builds a nest so uh yeah um <laughs> thanks a lot for that mark <laughs> cheers mark <laughs> just All right, should we do true or false yeah true or false <laughs> celebrity true or false celebrity 
First question. Uh, Kenny Everett was the first DJ on BBC Radio 1. Um, hmm. uh, he was one of the pirate radio guys, wasn't he? Along with um, Terry Wogan and Tony Blackburn and, of course, um, Shawani Wani. Um, <laughs> that was Radio Caroline, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, Brilliant radio station. Yeah. If I had been choosing one of those people to open it, this brand new exciting thing, I would have chosen Kenny Everett because he was so funny. I mean, uh, Terry Wogan was very funny as well, but he wasn't, didn't have that quite that mad energy, did he? And I wouldn't yeah. have chosen Pedo Boy um, at all. Uh, I, <laughs> which one <laughs> did you say no um, I'm going to go for yeah just because it's the sensible selection you pick your uh, you put your best foot forward as the ah, exactly and you put your wrong foot forward your butt. did I <laughs> actually I would have gone for Kenny as well actually he was in the uh, in the group that came out in 64 the uh, DJs that came out uh, fill you in a little bit later on but it was actually Tony Blackburn uh, formerly of Radio Caroline like you said he okay that's not DJ. a bad choice because no. certainly for his day he was very good he was brilliant and he still is today actually uh, still going Thursday, yeah uh, it was his 81st he was 81 years young Jimmy uh, three days ago on Monday yeah I, I thought he died Happy a decade birthday. ago you live in that you didn't, let me say that. I did. Uh, and the first song he played, actually, uh, on BBC Radio 1, when he opened the show, was Flowers in the Rain by The Move. Never heard of the song, never heard of the group. I listened to it on YouTube a few minutes earlier before we came here. Mm -hmm. And it's a load of shite, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, it's... But happy belated birthday, Mr. Blackburn. Seriously, Jimmy, uh, Blackburn was crowned King of the Jungle in 2003 after winning on the UK uh, TV show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me right. Out of Here, set in the Australian outback. Radio One's smartly dressed lineup back then, Jimmy, in 64, uh, 67, began with Tony Blackburn, Jimmy Young, Kenny Everett, correct, Duncan mm. Johnson, Robin Scott, that was the bloke that was in charge of everything. David Ryder, David Cash, Pete Brady, haven't a clue of those names. Blackburn, Young, Everett Scott, I know Jimmy. Yeah, me too. Uh, actually, uh, Scott, I didn't recognize. I mean, Jimmy Young, I remember him definitely. Tony he Blackburn. was the controller, Jimmy. Yeah, okay. I was actually yeah. wondering, I was going to ask you who was the controller because um, then it would be the controller that I would need to write a strongly worded letter to, wouldn't it, about not uh, not picking Kenny in his first in his first starting squad. He succeeded David Attenborough. Was David Attenborough on Radio 1? Yeah, he was, Jimmy. BBC 2 TV in 68, he succeeded him. That was BBC TV, Jimmy, not the radio. Yeah, I knew that he had a very important job, didn't he, David Attenborough? Uh, Five years, yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
Right, I didn't think he was involved in... Uh... Yeah, but he's still alive, Jimmy. I swear to God. And Who, actually, David Attenborough? Still <laughs> Tony fucking Blackburn. All right. He's still alive. He still does the uh, Tony Blackburn show, actually. And it's still on uh, BBC Radio 2. For a bonus point, Jimmy, bonus point. Mm-hmm. What was his famous catchphrase? Um, Off the cuff, come on, say something. Cheers. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> your mother wouldn't like it. Is that what he used to say? Yeah, your mum wouldn't like it. Your mother All wouldn't right. like it, yeah. Your that mom. was it. That was his Yeah, Your mum. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we'll have to try to get him on the show. I reckon yeah. he'd have, have a good old story or two to tell. Oh, I bet he would. <laughs> I bet he would. And if you're listening, uh, Tony, uh, I'm sorry if I thought that you were a bit dead. That was that Attenborough <laughs> fella, wasn't it? Yeah. He's, he's dead, isn't he? Richard Attenborough. Yeah. Great voice as well. Just like yeah. a man who's alive and works on our show, Morgan Friedman and Jimmy. John Peel would have been definitely one of my favourites. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because I know David Attenborough's not dead, but Richard is, but you fell for it. So uh, there we go. Sorry, John Peel. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a good throw or false. <laughs> he's a good age. Would he be he the is. same age as uh, Blackburn? Yeah, well, he's he's looking his age anyway, definitely, isn't he? How old is he? Well, Blackburn's 81. <laughs> I knew you are talking about Attenborough. You bollocks, Attenborough's dead. He's dead a while. Wait, no, he's not. David Attenborough's still going. I'm going to check it's out the Wikipedia later. No, he's definitely still it. going. Mm. Um, I was just <laughs> laughing at that thing. It reminded me of the, the royal family. It might have been the, the first or the second episode. And mm. the whole family is sitting there in the living room watching, uh, I think, uh, Wish You Were Here, presented by uh, Judith Chalmers. And uh, the mother of the family, if you've never watched this, this is a sitcom about absolutely nothing, where a family just sits in a living yeah. room um, doing absolutely nothing except talking. And um, the mother, you get bits of silence where you're watching the TV with them and the mother just said, uh, ooh, isn't Judith Chalmers looking her age? And her husband looks in utter contempt and he just says, I don't know, Bob, how old is she? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So I always, I always use that one whenever I get the chance. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Next question, okay. Raymond. Next one, but uh, Kenny Everett, John Peel would have been uh, my favourites back then. Mm-hmm. You? Same? Well, I'm I'm a little bit younger than you. I only really remember um, Kenny Everett from the television. Mm. And when I, when I was a kid, John Peel um, presented his world music. Uh, show still on <laughs> on Radio 1, but Kenny Everett had long gone from radio by the time I was interested in that. Uh, yeah, but he, he was more extensive, diverse, Jimmy. Would that be the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Did he embrace Tony alternative? Peel, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Kenny Everett? No, not Kenny Everett, you bollocks. John Peel, his music. Oh, I see. I thought you were talking about alternative lifestyles and things, because that would have been more Kenny's thing. <laughs> <laughs> the first question too. You're annoying me today. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm still fucking angry. I'm still fucking angry about what you said about me on the phone. Go away from around me. And Jeff, what did I McGuire, say on the phone? Oh, about you running me. around taking yeah 
Carlton. The first music. Can I? The first music video to be played on MTV was "Di Do 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 Di Da Da Da" by Police in 1981. Well, that would be about the time that the police were big, wouldn't it? Say between uh, I don't know, 79. Can't and... stand so close to me was also massive in that year. Yeah. Um, God. Um, I don't think so, though, for some reason. Um, I don't think it was that. It was a song that was... uh, Barbie Girl? Shut up. Uh, it's usually me that says Barbie girl. Um, it was something, not Radio Gaga. But My lovely some, horse. <laughs> not, not Radio Gaga, but something to do with radio or... Um, God, I've had that song in my head all week. I eat cannibals for some reason. Uh, I eat cannibals. Yeah, it's incredible. It wasn't that. What was it called? Um mm, not Radio Gaga. Uh, video, 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 video. Video. Was it Video Kill the Radio Kill Star? The radio Star. Yeah. Oh! Hoxie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nicely, nicely, nicely. I did hear that at some point a long time ago, but it took me a while to get there. Yeah, they were a British uh, new wave band. The release. What were they called? Albums. What were they called? Uh, Buggles. Okay. B-U-G-G-L-E-S, yeah, two albums they had, Jesus Christ, uh, mm. before they disbanded in 1981. Never heard of them, Jimmy. Only that particular catchy, cheesy tune. Seriously, yeah, that's you? all I've heard. Uh, and to be honest, I had no idea. I couldn't remember you barely the remember. life of me, <laughs> what they were called. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Those were the simple first words ever uttered on MTV, Jimmy. Were they? Yeah, and the original name was going to be TVM. The best they could actually come up with, TVM. Until the head of the music programming said, Don't you think MTV sounds a little bit better, ye bollockses? Doesn't it? It's amazing what you can do with (coughs) anagrams, really. Um, And getting them wrong. I mean... I was just just hearing today on the news, just to be serious for a minute, but that the uh, the government is going to be restored in Northern Ireland, and um, when um, the Good Friday Agreement was signed, and they needed a new police force in Northern Ireland, do you know what they were going to call them, Ray? No, because they couldn't call them the RUC anymore, the Royal Ulster Constabulary. So they came up with something a lot more inclusive. And they were going to call them the uh, Northern Ireland Police Service, which sounds absolutely fine, doesn't it? That's until amazing. until you look at the acronym. And what is it? NIPS. <laughs> <laughs> so they now have to call themselves the uh, PSNI, the Police Service of Northern Ireland, just uh, so it doesn't sound like an insult to uh, Japanese people or uh, ladies' breasts. <laughs> but you know how we revamped and how we refurbished uh, the Black Milkshake Common mm. Clubcast into Istan Bullocks. That yes. was rather clever, wasn't it? Oh, I think so. 
I think so. Yeah, I think so as well. Rod Stewart was the most played artist during the early days of MTV. In played the early or days, paid? Hey, late. Okay. Late, yeah. And I'm sure he's well paid as well. Mm-hmm. In the early days, uh, the network only had... Actually, it's very interesting. They only had a small library of videos at its 24-hour disposal. Many videos were played on multiple occasions. Bill Collins in the air tonight was played five times because it was actually 24 hours. Was it really? Yeah. What did they have to Did they have to take them back to Blockbuster or something? (laughs) They didn't be bollocks. (laughs) The slogan, I want my TV, arguably became just as famous as any of the songs on the Mm -hmm. network. Well, Mm -hmm. a little bit of useless information on MTV. I want my MTV. Yes. Money for nothing. Money? Uh, uh, Yeah, but I... Morally, I think I got at least uh, three out of two there. I would say, not bad though, really, not bad. A- Attenborough <laughs> is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, now as you may or may not have heard uh, in the news, the artist formerly known as Prince Charles is currently in hospital. So best wishes from uh, from both of us, obviously. Uh, but the lads at Hackett Technologies have managed to get us some audio of a rather complicated breakfast discussion that he had with Harry urging him to have a medical checkup. So let's go over to Buckhouse. Edward, William, Harry, 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 I've been looking into our family's medical history there. Maybe a, a, a hereditary illness that could strike one's uh, prostate. Um, we, we need to discuss getting you checked out. Is it diarrhea? I had a bit of a dicky tummy yesterday. That's a, a long medical day. Oh, sweetie, are you feeling okay now? Much better, Mummy. I mean, Megan. Uh, can you pack the stickle bricks away when your father is talking to you, honey? Uh, yes, we need to get a test as soon as possible. Megan. Uh, testing for Harry? Well, why not for me? This is exactly what I've come to expect in this family. You wait till I tell Ellen DeGeneres. Helen DeGeneres? Who the hell is Helen DeGeneres? Megan, this is not something to, to, to uh, uh, gossip about with your pop star friends. It's about the hereditary aspect. This illness is as much tradition as, as, as royalty itself. Harry may have a higher risk, assuming rumours of his parentage are not true. So what? You think I'm immune? Is this some sort of white privilege test? Does it bother you that I'm African-American? Does it, Charles? We need to focus on uh, Harry's uh, health so uh, one can continue on with breakfast and have a nice... Uh, Boiled egg, uh, free range with the soldiers to dip into the uh, yolk. Is this because I don't give you proper breakfasts, Charles? Are you trying to blame me for potential illnesses? Megan, this isn't about breakfast. Uh, why must you always change the subject? It's it's about our health. Oh yes, 
because my culinary skills are clearly the root of all our problems, almost as much as the color of my skin. Hi, Danny. I think you make great pancakes. Pancakes? What a load of transatlantic tripe. You'll be giving him fried chicken and watermelon. Let's ignore your silly father, Harry. Egg. It's appalling. This isn't about pancakes. It's about diversity and kindness. Something in short supply around here. Megan, can we, can we, can we uh, please stay focused on the important matter? <laughs> yes. Let's prioritize Harry's potential hereditary illness over the deep-rooted issues of our breakfast choices. I like cocoa pops. For God's sake. No, uh, we were we were talking about my illness and whether little ginger bollocks over there could uh, could contract it. Uh, we need to know if it runs in, in in the royal family along the male line. Should we tell Uncle Andrew to get a checkup then? Well, uh, he's uh, well. You see, um, come on, spit it out. Might be better. Not to, we know, after this Epstein thing, frankly, uh, he's um, a bad egg. Finally, we agree on something! Yeah, (laughs) that seriously cracked (laughs) me up. Oh, seriously, yeah. Jimmy. You yeah, must Jimmy be scandalous bunch. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It was just terrible Yorks. No pun intended, seriously. Who was that Alex uh, Ferguson? Sorry, Sarah Ferguson, married to Jimmy. Uh, Prince Andrew, the one who they decided not to uh, tell that he might oh, have a hereditary disease. That rotten egg. Yeah. Jimmy, he was, he was whisking it over on that dodgy island, pal, <laughs> back in the day. He was sweating, pal. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. Not I mean, they, my, they, uh, they tried yeah. to uh, intercept his telephone calls as well, but fortunately, Ooh. he got his audio people to scramble. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, seriously, they're not my cup of tea, seriously, but I'm very, very fond of Harry. Maybe, Jimmy, it's because I'm um, a fellow ginger. No, yeah. a lovely lad. Fair play to him compared to Willie Boy. <laughs> our Harry, Jimmy, the spit of Charles, and believe me, could our Charles spit? <laughs> he does look. He does look an awful lot like his father Charles, though, doesn't he? Oh, he does. <laughs> I'm joking, uh, you bollocks. Tremendously, tremendously. Like <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Harry looks a lot more like our family, Jimmy. He does. Andrew family. <laughs> he, he does. So he is either a secret uh, McAndrew or he looks like his own real father, but. I tell you what, I did like that, that he was playing with stickle bricks. Do you remember those, Ray? Oh, yeah. Do I? They, they were I fantastic do. toys. Mm. They were yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you stop taking the piss out of Harry. I like Harry. I love, love the mother's voice. Sounds a little bit like a lady I know from the local juicer. Yeah, well, it, maybe these coincidences uh, happen, don't they? Popping um, up a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for all your letters last week, uh, Shakers, about dates gone to the dogs. We've got quite a different one today. I'm giving nothing away, but maybe you should be careful with your settings if you've still got your 
<laughs> Corfu 2015 beach photos on Facebook. Let's hear right away now from Pat in County Wicklow. Are you taking a piss? Kiss and tell. That's right, we want you to spill the beach pal on your first date escapades, and we decide if it's in his kiss or just taking the piss. Ever had a date that left you wondering? Share it with us, we'll read it out on air, and let's dive into the drama. So send an email to talkingistanbolics at gmail.com, and let's kiss and tell because every great story starts with a kiss. Are you taking the piss? So, uh, here we are. Uh, thanks for your letter, Kat. And she writes, Dear Yormer and Ray, love the show. Um, I have an unusual and somewhat crazy story from a second date that I thought might add a unique twist to your segment on bad first dates. Three years ago, I was working in an office and part of my team, sorry, part of my job was to direct delivery drivers to the right place to unload. This guy, who seemed quite nice, used to come every two weeks in. It used to come every two weeks, and we used to chat a little bit. Anyway, he asked me out for a coffee, and we had a nice walk along the beach, and agreed to meet up the next week for a meal. I told him at this point that I was a vegan, and would he mind if I chose the restaurant? He was very accommodating, and told me that he'd been a vegetarian since his teens, which was something of a relief. Things were going quite well in the restaurant, and then my date casually mentioned how much he'd enjoyed my bikini pictures from Corfu in 2015 on Facebook. Now, the the comment was so intrusive and inappropriate that for a moment, I found myself caught in what Kat calls the anger loop, contemplating ending the date there and then. I'm into mindfulness and yoga, so I remembered something that my meditation teacher had taught me to do so that I could channel my thoughts to compassion instead of anger. In an unexpected turn, I confessed that I had already photoshopped his head onto my wedding pictures, replacing my ex-husband's head with his. We both ended up laughing about the absurdity of it all, and we've been together ever since, and now run a donkey sanctuary together in my hometown. Now... Would you say that's in his kiss, or was he taking the piss? And that's from Cat from Bray in County Wicklow. What, what do we think about that one, Ray? What do I think? <clears throat> okay, two things didn't sound right there. Okay? Mm. Donkey. Mm-hmm. And she's from Bray. Well, I think that was probably just a coincidence now. You know, there's, there's a lot of coincidences on this show, Pat. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, strange one, isn't it? But, I mean... Okay, okay, maybe he did... They've been together donkey years years now, right? They've been together donkey years. So don't make an ass of yourself. Yeah, he must be a horse of a man. I wonder, 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 can he shout while he's walking? (laughs) Then we will know. Then we'll know. Uh, I don't know, he came out about the uh, photographs. The bikini photographs to get back. Yeah, but you're. Uh, Would you have done that? Day, yeah. You, you'd have uh, admitted it. I like your uh, Facebook 2015. Yeah. I would have. Yeah, I would have admitted it. Yeah. Yeah, we're like that anyway. Men are born like that. Well, I, I, I know, but I think that what she might have preferred 
is that she probably didn't want to know that he'd been, you know, looking at her threatening bits at all, did she? And uh, he's confessed it. I mean, I suppose he's honest. But at the same yeah, time... But then, then at the same time, exactly, Jimmy, her into all her yoga, and she did the face thing as well. She cut did out... the face thing? Face. What is the face thing? <laughs> the, the Photoshop. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Obviously. Yes. I mean, actually, which one is the weirdest? Uh, a man trying to look at a woman's... Uh, at a woman's... Um, uh, breasts bikini. or um, somebody cutting their husband's head off on a picture and replacing it with someone else. I think the man no, is I, the more honest party here. Yeah. Or, or probably the more sane one. Sorry, She's no offence there, Kat. Uh, no offence to the hippies and the vegans. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a weird bunch of folk, I'm telling you. Not good in the head. I find that very, very odd, Jimmy. What, the cutting off the head thing? Yeah. It is a bit strange, isn't it? It is a bit strange. I mean, I think I would run a million miles if somebody had done that to me. Because um, it's almost like um, somebody building a shrine of you, isn't it? You know, and, and the last woman who did that for me, you know, I gave her a marching orders in no time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think all I could say, Ray, is that... Um, they seem happy with it, don't they? Yeah, she wants they're happy. And they're together donkey's ears, like you said. Yes, yes. Nay, they're do, not. Oh, yes, do, they are, yeah. <laughs> do the maths. Do the maths. Happy days. Yeah. Peace, guys. So, all right, then. I think then, Kat, um, I think that you two are perfectly suited for each other. You didn't give uh, us your partner's name, but I'm sure he's absolutely great. So you stay happy and do whatever you need to do. Good girl. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week props to Gilbert Mallard from Woodley, Reading in England, Genster. Hi, Gilbert. Anyways, so this duck walks into a bar and asks the bartender, Hey, you got any grapes, pal? The bartender replies, No, this is a bar and we do not carry grapes. The duck leaves. The next day, the duck walks back into the bar and asks the bartender, Hey, you got any grapes? The bartender replied in a very annoyed manner, I told you yesterday, we do not carry grapes here. Now, like a good Donald, please leave. The duck leaves. The next day, the duck walks back into the bar and says, Hey, you got any old grapes, pal? This time, the bartender loses all control and shouts at the duck, I already told you, we do not carry grapes. If you come back in here asking for grapes, I'm going to nail your stupid little beak. The floor. The duck leaves. The next day, the duck walks back into the bar and asks the, bar, the bartender, Hey, you got any nails? The bartender confused for a moment. No. The duck replies, Well then, pal, 
You got any grapes? <laughs> 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 that fucking barman would need to get a grip. Sorry, a grape, Jimmy. <laughs> As a great Irish philosopher once quoted, there's a discrepancy between the two of them, Jimmy. <laughs> Reminds me of another joke that I'll tell you next week, Ray, but I've, I've, we're nearly running out of time now. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for that, Gilbert. That's all, folks, from us at Talking Istanbulux. We'll be back next week with Valentine's Horoscopes from Honzi and Kevin Spacey is in Istanbul at the moment. And our lovable Greg will be trying his best to avoid his amorous advances. And if you want to drop us a line for Kiss and Tell or a post of the week, either join Black Milkshake on Facebook or send us an email, please, at talkingistanbullocks at gmail.com. Thanks a million for your support, Shakers. Yeah, Talking Istanbulocks is your show as much as ours, so do what you can. Send us those emails, tell your friends, check out the YouTube channel, Talking Istanbulocks. And as ever, if you enjoy the show, folks... The world deserves to hear about us. So post this link on your social media as soon as you finish listening to us and give us a review on Apple or Spotify. Yep. And a big shout out to Ben Willoughby, who does that every week and uh, has had a bit of a bad week. So uh, hi, Ben. Um, Special thanks to Morgan Friedman, Charles, Megan and Squeaky Harry. Yes, uh, Declan uh, Mowgli from Hackett Technologies in Crossland, Ireland, Valerie Richards, Mark E.E. and Eamon McAndrew. See you next week, Shakers. Good See skills. you next week, Shakers. Good skills. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Yep. Jimmy. Have you got any grapes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Ray, the pips are going. The pips are going. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Istanbulaks comedy podcast was brought to you by Ray Mack and Yorma Kirko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Talking Istanbulaks 2024. <laughs>